Healthcare is rapidly changing. Innovative technologies and new treatment paradigms are changing the way we tackle the world's pervasive health issues. I'm Alex Godin with Oxner Health in New Orleans, Louisiana. Join me as we go inside Louisiana's largest healthcare system, where we discuss new ideas in confronting these healthcare challenges. We talk to thought leaders and healthcare experts to explore the latest innovations in patient care. Welcome to Innovation Health. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit the world of healthcare like nothing before, and providers are rapidly responding to try and mitigate one of the worst disasters in recent history. This situation calls for new solutions and innovative ideas in response to these challenges. On this episode of Innovation Health, I talked to neurologist Dr. David Houghton, Chair of Telemedicine and Digital Health at Oxner Health here in New Orleans. Dr. Houghton has been on the front lines of the pandemic fight, having been called out of his normal neurology duties to tend to COVID-19 patients. But his role at Louisiana's largest healthcare network has seen him usher in new and innovative technologies that are helping in the pandemic fight and that will be shaping the way healthcare is done in the future. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Houghton, for joining us today. Sure, thanks, Alex, and uh, it's my honor to be able to to speak to the audience. And so how would you say that digital medicine has played a role specifically to the pandemic, and what kind of um, active ways do you see this coming to life and being used? What we decided early on was to to have a three-pronged strategy. So number one, how was telemedicine and digital health going to be able to support the emergent needs within the hospital system? How could we uh, expand our tele-ICU capabilities for more 24-7 models of second sets of eyes and ears by physicians and nurses? Ways that we could utilize telemedicine on the wards of patients with COVID-19 and prevent overutilization of personal protective equipment to allow communication to happen behind a closed door. These were things that we realized in the acute setting we needed to operationalize first. Second, we knew that there were going to be more urgent needs within the community to help both educate and triage cases that may arise. Many patients with COVID-19 never even set foot in a hospital, but they need to know that they can be monitored and cared for at home and have their testing accomplished in a safe and reliable and easy to use manner. And so the second thing we did was operationalize our urgent cares to be able to lean on our Oxner Anywhere Care online platform for virtual visits. And then last, we knew that so many of our patients were going to be of an aging population and that it was going to be best for them to shelter at home, but their diseases don't go away. And so that third thing that we knew we needed to operationalize was expansion of virtual visits with patients' own doctors, be able to see them at their home, never have to leave, and then augment that with other diagnostic tools like an Oxford Anywhere Care Health Kit or for patients with chronic diabetes and hypertension, we also have expanded our utilization of our digital medicine products, things to be able to, to seamlessly communicate blood pressure with a blood pressure cuff and uh, glucose measurements with a glucometer and even be able to m- manage um, pregnant women as part of our Connected mm-hmm. Mom project. All of these were in place before the epidemic, and now what we've been able to see is a rapid uptake, rapid growth, and be able to take care of more people rapidly. So I want to touch on um, the two sets of 
patients we're seeing now turning to digital medicine or telehealth. Um, first, kind of going more in depth on um, those COVID patients in the hospital. Sure. Yeah. Happy to go into those details. So um, knowing then that we were going to be struggling to keep that level of communication open on, on the other side of a, of a closed door in a unit that's trying to protect the patient and others from aerosolized or droplets of the virus, we knew that we needed to harness technology for that. And so one of the solutions um, has been to expand utilization of tablet technology. We chose to go with iPads for most of this to be able to allow for virtual connections within the hospital system. And so that has really allowed the, the highest level of care to be brought to the patient by the provider and decreasing the need and the risk for both the patient and the provider to continue to open and close that door and get in close proximity. I know that they're struggling to be able to see their families. They're isolated. Um, there's different things. What's um, kind of some specific ways that digital medicine is being used for those patients? And so our, with our partners on the, on the IS team, we, we helped bring to life something we're calling Family Connect. So this allows uh, the equivalent of, of old three-way calling, but with a video chat function for our patients in our COVID ICUs, for our patients on our COVID wards, to allow the, the patient and their loved ones at home, friends and family, and the providers to be able to have that round robin conversation and really openly discuss not only what's happening with their medical care from a physical perspective, but also to make sure that we're meeting the emotional needs and that uh, uncomfortable feeling about being in isolation, which is a requirement with this virus, but we wanna make it as less isolating as possible. On um, the other side of things, people who are just at home um, having to turn to virtual visits for just their basic health needs. Do you feel like the adoption there is has been higher now that there is the pandemic? Oh, it's been it's been remarkable. Our outpatient visit program, what we call Epic Virtual Visits, we had built a strong base. But even last year, we saw less than four thousand patient visits online for the year. And we had targets to, you know, to, to exceed that this year. Well, I'll tell you, right now, we will see more than, or almost probably, 4,000 of those visits today alone. So the equivalent amount that we saw in 2019, we're now seeing on a daily basis. It's unbelievable how successful it's been. And, and frankly, I think this is a genie that's not going to get put back in the bottle. And so this is um, similar to the way that nobody talks about banking and online banking. It's the only way that you bank is online these days. These are the types of revolutionary changes that are sticking um, as a result of the pandemic. So for, for patients, you know, kind of the thought is, as things start to die down, as the pandemic, uh, the first wave moves on, there's going to be a lot of patients who maybe haven't been getting the care they're used to during this time, maybe because they, they hadn't had virtual visits or they just weren't going into the clinics, they had a chronic um, disease or they had um, couldn't go to surgeries that were canceled. What do you think that means for when things are back in full swing? And there's, well, I mean, what is that gonna look like? You're going to see a lot of those patients, some of which unfortunately weren't able to be adequately reached um, as part of their chronic disease management come home to roost. And that's a patient with mild heart failure, um, that heart failure goes to moderate, and then eventually they show up in the ER in August. Or that's a, a patient whose uh, hemoglobin A1C 
which is a way of measuring their long-term diabetes management, has stayed in a good or a slightly abnormal range, who with everything going on with staying at home, not being able to have the same degree of exercise, not being able to eat the same nutritive foods perhaps, losing touch with their own ability to stay well, that hemoglobin A1C rises, their diabetes gets out of control, and we all know that that can, can have significant ramifications on heart health and brain health and eye health and kidney health. And do you think that digital health will play a role in that specific um, situation? You know, we've, we've seen our uptake um, go soaring with our digital health products to manage hypertension and diabetes at home within um, our, our EPIC system. Our digital medicine program is built on the back of, 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 of remarkable work of clinical pharmacists uh, who prescribe and health coaches that provide the lifestyle uh, advice and management for our patients. We've had more than 10,000 involved in that program over the last couple of years in the community, and we've got more than 3,000 who got in line for it in March alone. So we anticipate that in sh in by the end of this year, that 10,000 is going to double to 20,000 or triple to 30,000 patients who not only are taking advantage of that during the crisis, but they're going to see, like, like our forward-facing telemedicine visits, that that back-end remote monitoring of their blood pressure, where they're going to give us cuff measurements two and three times a week or even daily, blows out of the water the idea of getting two or three cuff measurements per year and not waiting three or four months for a physician or a nurse practitioner to make a medication change, but you're gonna get that phone call and that text from a health coach or from a clinical pharmacist to make that change that week. This is, a, this is the way to manage uh, chronic disease. We knew this before the crisis and it's paying off dividends even as we speak. So, you know, as a, a healthcare system of more than 25,000 employees and, and, and more than 3,000 providers, we take care of a lot of people, not only in the state of Louisiana, but also across the Gulf South and in particularly in our more rural populations and folks that would have to travel four, five, or six mile, uh, six hours by car to get to New Orleans before the crisis, this has become even more important for them. Um, I wanna thank you so much, Dr. Hilton, for the work you've done helping fight the coronavirus crisis as well as the work you've done in digital medicine. If you just wanna give a kind of plug, give yourself a plug of where people can um, find you online to connect with you. I know you're on Twitter. I am on Twitter, so you can uh, reach me on my Twitter handle. It's uh, David underscore Houghton. Uh, if you're interested in looking at any of our uh, digital medicine and telehealth products, all of these are available on the Oxford website. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a landing page right there on, on, the, on the opening page. Um, over time, I think more than anything else, what we're learning um, is that the creativity um, the, the gumption uh, and the innovative minds of people everywhere, from patients to hospital administrators to the providers uh, to our terrific partners out, in, out in, the, in the tech community. This is what's making a difference. Um, it's certainly making a difference during this crisis. Lives are being saved um, because of the ad advances of telemedicine and digital health. And I think ultimately these lives are going to be changed for the better as well as we see that this truly has opened up a new frontier of medical care. So I certainly appreciate you giving me the time today as well um, and uh, would be happy to come back anytime. 
That was such a great talk with Dr. Houghton. He provided so much interesting information about the future of our visits and the opportunities we have with digital medicine. During this time of social isolation, people still have medical conditions and issues, just like we talked about. If you find yourself in this situation and it's not an emergency, you are still able to see a doctor via an online virtual visit. Simply go to my.oxner.org, that's my.oxner.org, to find out how. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Alex Godin with Oxner Health, and I'll see you next time on Innovation Health.